I had literally lost everything. I hit rock bottom. I had to move all the way back home with my parents um, mm-hmm. after being gone from that house for about five to six years wow. on my own. I had to move back with my parents and I thought, how big of a loser can I be? Welcome to Thought University. My name is Samara Smith, your guide as we learn healthier ways to think and make decisions. When we focus on how we can think and live better, how we can lead healthier lives in our spirit, mind, money, and relationships, we can feel a sense of joy and fulfillment every day. Each episode, you'll have a professor guide you through their unique experience. The professor today is my good friend and great interior designer, Angelo Wright Jr. His expertise and passion for self-excellence have driven him from homelessness and depression to purpose and beauty. Today's course is Interior Design Starts in Your Mind. Today with me, I have a dear friend of mine, Mr. Angelo Wright Jr. And I want to thank him for taking some time out to come to be with me. It's going to be so good to catch up with him. (laughs) So to get started, uh, describe an event for us where you had to change your mindset to complete a goal of yours. So a process in which I had to change was having myself get out of a pattern so I can be able to achieve a goal. So like a pattern of mine would be, be really ambitious to start several projects, but never fully see them through. That's me. Right? (laughs) So I had to break the mindset of doing those patterns Mm -hmm. and be okay with the change. So like every day I started formulating to where I would do something different, but the mind concept easily allows you to slip back into it, right? Because again, it's a pattern you're trying to break. And when you're trying to break a pattern, you're trying to break your thought process. Yes. And sometimes the mind battles that hard, right? Yes. So like a goal that I set out for myself was to start two companies. And my goal was to have these companies be a household name. But instead of, you know, making these companies be the, the forefront of the household company name, I just started off with the small pieces of them, which was trying to see how I wanted to have these companies developed. And I wanted to have these companies developed as an LLC, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to start with something small to where my pattern wouldn't break. Because people take um, wanted to be an entrepreneur, wanted to take into owning their own company and take it full force, take it full force, and they want to run with it, yes. right? <laughs> but they don't actually go into it with an action plan, which causes a lot of setback. Yes. So every time, absolutely. yes. Okay, so tell us the names of the two companies that you've started and tell us just like a little bit about them. Okay, so the first company that I started a few years back is called Discover Your Design. And Discover Your Design is a interior design company that is based off of helping customers and clients achieve a affordable look, an expensive look, and a great low cost. Um, it's something that can fit every budget that is in reason of making sure that they want something. Now, I can't design a five-bedroom or five-story house <laughs> with just $200, right? but um, it is definitely taking a client's visions and having them to discover that they are a designer because I'm taking exactly what they are telling me that they want, and I pretty much map it out for them, and I show them that this could be their concept. Because, for an example, let's say people say, well, I want a flamingo um, bathroom. After we take down and we break down what a flamingo bathroom actually looks like, such as kind of find out they like the colors of pink from a flamingo. They like how free a flamingo looks. 
So that means that they want stuff that is light and airy in the bathroom. Okay. And we pretty much take those kind of pieces and then we puzzle it together and kind of find out you like a flamingo concept, but you actually like an airy type thing. Okay. Um, so that's Discover Your Design. That helps customers discover that. Um, the second company that we actually have is called True Life. Mm -hmm. And True Life it stands for cutting back from making bad decisions or making unhealthy decisions. The H stands for making healthy choices mentally and also physically. Um, and then the E stands for learning how to engage people. And when you learn how to engage people, you'll find that your success comes easier. And then the W stands for working out mentally. Um, it's there to help um, our clients really embody the process of cutting back from things that are unhealthy while engaging yourself so in that way you're able to work out the mentality on a day-to-day -day basis i feel like everybody that's listening we all need to be a part of true life <laughs> as creatives like i feel like our ideas sometimes are great ideas but sometimes they're so big we can't conquer them and like you said if we don't have a plan for what the process is we get lost somewhere in there so i feel like true life is something that everybody that's a creative everybody that's an entrepreneur everybody that just wants to have a better change of life pace get involved we're gonna get to that later we're gonna drop you guys some links and some information on how you guys can get in contact with them so what in your background makes you uniquely qualified to discuss interior design and empowerment choices for like making healthy life decisions like what specials in your background like did you go to school for it did you have a certain life experience that led you here um what brought you to this place so yes i did go to school for starting off with interior design i did not go to school more so dealing with like um the process of true life which kind of puts me in the process of like a life coach type yes. ordeal mm -hmm. um the the process that i came up with true life was more so like life situations okay. that kind of like catered that mm -hmm. business a little bit more okay. uh in my own <laughs> my own knowledge pretty much like my own uh, observation my mm -hmm. own opinions yes. um nothing about a degree that says that yes i want the school to be a life coach this is just my okay. thoughts pretty much is what Chew is about. Okay. Um, for As far as the discovery of design, I did go to school for interior design. Where? Um, Give your school a shout out. Okay, AI. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I went there for like all of two semesters and it's yeah. one of the best experiences I ever had. Like, it is. They're, they're amazing. It is a really, it's a great amazing process and I was sharing earlier um, that people do go to school and nothing wrong with definitely going to school to get a degree. Nothing wrong with that. But some of the um, most amazing people came from not being able to go to school because not everybody can afford school. Yes. Not everybody can afford um, not even to get a certificate. Yes. You know, so I, w I always think that in this day and age, it's more so about how you sell yourself and how you market yourself. Right. If you know how to sell yourself, you know how to market yourself, you can be successful. Yes. Um, discover your design is more so based off of the self-talk part of me because I'm more so uh, outside of the box thinker. Mm -hmm. I am a very um, weird, um, abstract type thinker. If you tell me that you want um, a winter wedding, mm -hmm. I think Paris okay. in winter, um, <laughs> wow. ice storm mm -hmm. in, on the moon. Like I think of those kind of things. Okay. Like I'm a, I'm a really out of the box type thinker. So okay. And so, do you feel like you chose interior design, or interior design chose you? I feel like interior design really chose me. Because my mindset growing up was to go to school to be an architect. Mm. 
I said, well, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to have my own building company. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that was very hard. That math, and that was really ridiculous. So, Everything I've ever wanted to be mm-hmm. involved math and science and probably medical school. And I said, you know what, Samara? Yeah. You're not ready to commit to that for real, for real. You Absolutely. like the idea of it. Absolutely. And so I had to... And a lot of people back. like the idea of it until they actually get in there. Then you're like, "Oh, this is a lot of work. This is work I'm not willing to put in for." Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Um, not so much." So I kind of like backtracked out of that, yeah. and I feel like interior design chose me in the pro- in the process of just being able to really um, use my uniqueness. Mm-hmm. You know, use my my weird and my quirky edge to putting colors together that some people are like, no, that doesn't go because it's not the normal. Right. But I, I like to experiment with different shades to make it normal. Okay. What are three things that you need to be like successful in this job? Like if someone wanted to do what you do, what are they absolutely like? Three things they absolutely just have to have. I would say that they need to be fearless. Mm, okay. They need to be passionate. Okay. And they need to be them they need to be themselves now explain more about being yourself why do you need to be yourself in order to be able to design so i feel like you really need to be yourself in order to design because if you are trying to have somebody understand the vision in which you took their concept of and you're trying to convey this is what you actually mean Mm -hmm. or if you get those clients to tell you be you like go all the way out with it Right, yeah. then you have to really think of like you're trying to sell yourself. Yeah. Like, okay, I am now trying to sell who I am as a designer, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is if you know how to actually be who you are. Okay. Like, don't be the camouflage you that show up and I only go with the grain because it's the most popular. But be you, like, if you are someone that says, you know what, I think if we go with gray, black on the walls, and they're like, I don't want dark and, 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 caved in mm-hmm. don't be afraid to tell them no I got it I, I'm going with this because I have a vision and I want you to see the vision because if they're coming to you and they're telling you I don't know it I don't know what I want yes. and they tell you to be creative yes. and if the first thing coming to your mind is to use black or use gray go with that don't back out of it like go ahead and go forward with it so that's why I think it's important to be you do you have someone or maybe something that's like your role model, like why you do what you do? So I I have a few different role models and I have one great aspiration. So um, my aspiration is always going to be God, always and forever, yes. um, only because I've been through a lot and God has never, ever left me, yes. even when I wasn't the best for for being the best representation for him. Yes. He's always represented me no matter what. We gonna have church. So. Don't, don't. We got, we got so. change gears now. We gotta change gears. So that's my, that's my aspiration. Like that's always gonna be my nonstop go-to. Uh, my parents have always been amazing, have always been supportive, uh, have always been um, someone who tells me, 
You know, even if we don't see the vision, son, it's your vision. Wow, that's amazing. It is your vision, so do your vision. My mom and my dad have always been supportive. My sister has always been supportive. And now uh, the special person in my life is even more supportive. So to have that support from all angles, um, supportive consistently at home, supportive from my parents' home, and then supportive in my spiritual walk along with my mentality, it's just, it's, it's something that's amazing. So those are my my encouragements. <laughs> and so we're going to keep that same, like, tune. What would you say? You started these companies, and it was during a very, like, transformational time for you. Yes. Uh, you said you had become homeless, jobless, yep. just reckless, careless. And so walk us through, like, your lowest point. Oh. So my lowest point started before I lost everything a little bit, actually. Um, I was dating someone and that someone passed away and when they passed away that was the first time I ever lost a love that was so deep and so close Um, the only thing I knew to turn to was alcohol so there was a point in my life where I would drink in the morning I would drink in the afternoon I would drink before bed Um, I would just drink because alcohol would tell me I, I'm, I'm a cover. Mm. I am a comforter for you. Mm. Did you have and a special drink, like a favorite drink? Yes, drink. Long Island. Long Island, okay. Long Island and tequila was my friend. Okay. They stayed in my refrigerator. I would go and buy alcohol more than food. Wow. My friends and them would come over and they would open up my refrigerator and they would say, oh, man, we're going to get something in. They would open it and they were like, Angelo, it's like five bottles of alcohol in here and all these mixers. And I would say, yep. One's breakfast, one's a snack, one's one's lunch, one's dinner. So that that became my comforter, but not yeah. the comforter like a peace of mind comforter. Yeah. Comforter almost like, you know, like when you pull a comforter up mm-hmm. and you're like feeling shielded and you're feeling protected. Yeah. That's what it became to me. That was my lowest. That was a low point in my life. But my lowest when I lost my job mm-hmm. and after I lost my job, I lost my benefits, my 401k. I had just went and got a brand new car. And I was like probably four months into having my car. And my car got repoed. Um, On top of my car getting repoed, uh, my license was suspended. I had literally lost everything. I hit rock bottom. I had to move all the way back home with my parents um, after being gone from that house for about five to six years on my own I had to move back with my parents and I thought how big of a loser can I be Mm. here I am a black man with a company Mm. having to move back home and sleep in my parents guest bedroom definitely not successful definitely not a winner definitely somebody that should think about committing suicide Mm. And all those things played on my mentality. And my lowest point was when I was in the very first night I moved back home with my parents. Because I went over there to their house and I had everything in the trash bag. I had as much as I could take with them in the trash bag. And I walked in and I and I broke down crying in their kitchen. And my mom was like, what's wrong? What, you know, what's wrong, son? And I just looked at them and I said, I've lost everything. And my mom was more so hurt at the fact that I went... Uh, almost a week after losing everything before I even came back home because I said I didn't want them to look at me as a loser. And my mom told me, you know, we would never look at you like that because we're your parents. And so 
I had a low point of I would ball up and I would just lay in the middle of the floor. Mm-hmm. And my parents came in there and my mom was like, not today. See, not today. So her and dad came in and they prayed and they got they got me out of that process of wanting to be depressed and accept depression and oppression. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. I see that you already answered my next question. Yeah. And so one thing that you said um, when I just asked you like earlier on questions was talking about unlocking what you truly possess yeah. while you're still not where you want to be. Like explain that a little more. So unlocking what you truly possess, meaning sometimes we feel the need to want to cater our beliefs yeah. to our surroundings because it's not popular. So we're afraid to unlock what we truly possess, such as our strength, such as our will, such as our knowledge, such as our our understanding. Mm -hmm. We want to unlock it, Mm -hmm. but because of our habit, we won't unlock it. Because of our concept of going, I'm going to lose friends, I'm going to lose family, I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose that. The number one thing people are afraid to actually let go of is themselves because they're afraid that they might have to lose some things. Yeah. And some people don't know how to be okay with losing things. Some people say, oh, no, 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 I can't lose that. Like, they'll, if, if, if you ever gone over to somebody's house and, and you'll say, uh, like, what's that smell? And they say, oh, I had some stuff rotting in the refrigerator and I just threw it out. Mm-hmm. It's sad that it takes something to be uncomfortable for us for us to throw it out. Instead of knowing the expiration date is coming, you should get rid of it. But sometimes we let things sit because we don't want to go ahead and throw things out. Sometimes we let people sit in our lives that don't need to sit Mm -hmm. until they start becoming a problem or issue. Now we want to throw them out. We're going to collect offering at the end of the podcast. (laughs) We're going to pass around the collection plate. We're going to drop your PayPal link, your cash app link. Come Not on, Angela. We gonna support. We gonna support your business. We we need this so much. Like I feel like these are like the lost conversations that yeah. some of us are having, but more of us need to be having these kind of talks yeah. in an open space. Absolutely. You know, especially um, with black men, because so often yeah. a lot of the black male friends that I have or people that I know, everybody's taught to be strong, suck it up, be tough. Yeah. You know, get yourself together, Don't get show out your there. Emotions. Don't show your emotions because you're strong, but there's not enough conversation about, well, what do I do to get there? What am I doing in the meantime? You know, so I feel like everything you're talking about, everything you're doing, we need so much more of that. Just like in the black community with young black males. So then those of us that are already parents, gonna become parents, like we need to know how to raise the next generation. You know, we need to know how to get out there and make our community better. Cause if people like you, are out and about, you know, some, there's somebody out there, everybody's not in, in the mess. Somebody out there is looking for Angelo mm-hmm. to show them like what to do. Cause they might not have that positive like influence or yeah. mentor or in church or in school or, you know, group of friends. So we mm-hmm. need this so much. I, I'm just loving where this conversation is going. We, we gonna drop an offering towards the, off. we gonna drop the offering towards the end. Oh, <laughs> okay, my next <laughs> My next question, which like it ties in so much to what we're talking about. What were you envisioning to keep your dreams alive? Like what type of self-talk did you have to do like when you were in that space of learning how to come out of that yeah. defeated state before you got to where you wanted to go, but you're still like learning how to live every day and kind of get your mind to that place where you're like, 
okay, I know there's something I want to do. There's something I can be. There are things inside of me. What were you talking to yourself about? You know, like just in your own mind at quiet time. I talk to myself in the mirror. Absolutely. But, you know, how are you talking to yourself? Absolutely. Um, I think the number one thing I would say to myself every single day, it was actually referencing back to my mom who uh, spoke on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. I forgot which one it was. But she talked on, she spoke on a sermon that said, it ain't easy, but it's necessary. Oh, come on. So I keep that in the forefront of my mind, and I even use that now with my everyday job, mm. along with my companies. I tell people all the time, it's not easy, but it's necessary. It's not easy to hear the hard stuff, yeah. but it's necessary to hear the hard stuff in order for you to get to where you need to be, yeah. right? So sometimes it's, and I tie that in with my, my other concept of, um, it's a easy concept, but it's a hard understanding. Right? It's an easy concept to say, for an example, it's an easy concept to say, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. It's a hard understanding to actually say, I got to put actions into it by going to the gym. Yeah. It's an easy concept to say, you know what? I know this person ain't good for me. It's a hard concept to say, I'm actually going to walk away. Yeah. And then do the actions to do it. Yeah. So those two things, it ain't easy, but it's necessary. And hard concept with an easy understanding are the two things that literally mm. made me drive towards success. Like, mm. success was mine to lose. It literally was. Uh, one common thread I see in both of your companies is, like, empowerment mm -hmm. through creating a better lifestyle. And so if there was one piece of advice that you could impart to the listeners, you've given so many pearls already. Like, I got a whole necklace of pearls now. Oh, um, whole necklace of pearls. What would it be? Like, what would you tell our listeners if you could pick one thing? Discover you. Mm. That would be the one thing I would tell the listeners. Discover who you truly are. I'm not crying. I told you I'm not here to cry. It took me a long time to put on my mascara. I'm not going to cry. Angelo, it's, it's been a pleasure and an honor always. Um, just to sit with you, to talk to you, pick your brains. Like I said, we just need so many more black male influences mentors that are willing to open up Absolutely. about you know the darker things the things that sometimes you see people that are successful and doing well and they don't tell you how they got there yeah. and so it's like well how can i become that if no one around me has ever done Absolutely. it i've never seen it done in front of me ain't none of my friends doing it right. the people i see doing it i don't know them so i don't feel comfortable yeah. you know befriending them so i just appreciate you and what you're doing so much tell everybody where they can find you how can people get in contact with you um a lot of links are just to my regular facebook just angela wright okay. um a lot of people could just connect on me through facebook um instagram also is another way that they can connect with me um on there as well um, they can see the Discover Your Design projects and everything on there. I combine my business along with my personal life because it all goes hand in hand. Yes, I don't separate the two. I don't have a business page separated from my personal life page because I am an open book. So it's all the same. Everything you want to find. Those are the only two accounts. I'm not up with Twitter and uh, Twitter and all the other ones. I don't have all those. Too many accounts. Right. Only have Facebook and Instagram um, are the best ways to get in contact with me. Okay, so we're going to put some links below in the description so you guys can find Angelo. Please support what he's doing. Thank you for listening to today's course with your tour guide, Samara Smith. 
We hope you learned something valuable as you continue discovering how to think different and make the best decisions. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast. You can help support the show by liking the Facebook page and following on Instagram, both at Thought University. We'll be back next time. We hope to see you soon.